Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to this week's free episode of How to Do It. Slate Plus members get another episode of this podcast every Monday, and that's where we chat about some of our juiciest letters. To hear those members-only episodes and get access to all of our How to Do It advice columns on Slate.com, sign up for Slate Plus at Slate.com slash HTDI Plus. Warning, this podcast contains explicit language, and by that we mean sex talk. Hi, I'm Stoya. I'm a writer and semi-retired pornographer. And I'm Rich Joswiak. I'm a writer. Welcome to the How To Do It podcast, where we try to help you with all of your sex and relationship issues twice a week. You can ask us anything about sex or your bodies or dating etiquette or whatever. We're here to help. So satisfaction Mm -hmm. is a thing that we want out of our relationships. We want them to be mutually satisfying. But it's not like a binary satisfied, not satisfied. It's more of a scale. How satisfied should we expect to be by our partners? I don't know. I guess personally speaking, I expect to be satisfied sometimes. I expect satisfaction to be part of the reality, but personally, I never stay satisfied for long. I don't know if it's kind of like my Larry David tendencies. I do enjoy complaining a lot, and I find myself appalled regularly at people's behavior. (laughs) So... When you're dealing with another person, that in- includes, you know, whoever my boyfriend is at the time. I went on this date the other week, and the guy, who was very handsome, was like, do you tend to intimidate people? Mm-hmm. And I said, I have seen so many limp dicks. <laughs> uh, and it's really, it's like something about, like, the fact of my job. Mm-hmm. Then people respond by like building it up mm-hmm. and thinking like, how am I ever going to live up to this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, there's no sound guy coughing and interrupting us. So we're already miles ahead yes. of work. But I go into sexual interactions with the attitude of and if it's not satisfying, they'll go home and I have a great vibrator. Right. And maybe even a story. It's nice to be able to carry that throughout life if it's so bad that it becomes a funny story. I have enough limp dick stories. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You are also very permissive and accepting of limp dicks. I'm Mm -hmm. a little bit more hard-nosed there. I don't... (laughs) I mean, there is not... I can't think of anything I've done with any regularity that I like less than sucking on a limp dick that just won't get hard. I'd rather be cleaning my toilet. I I don't continue to to suck on it yeah. i'm just like oh it's sleeping we'll do something else <laughs> where, where, how long does it take for you to draw the line maybe about three minutes of no response right if i get some response then i'm like aha i have a project right and right. then i'm like in it on a mission to achieve the goal of like finding out what this person's penis is like when it's erect mm-hmm. and maybe how it feels inside of me but yeah, it's much more of like a discovery adventure. Like I'm like, oh, we're seeing movement. 
Yes. And we keep going with that. Yes. <laughs> and make no mistake, when I talk about satisfaction, when I just did talk about satisfaction, I was kind of thinking of like overall relationship satisfaction. Sexual satisfaction is uh, still kind of, you know, waxes and wanes, whatever. But I think it's it's more important for that to be consistent, especially when we're talking about like partners outside of a primary partner. If I have a dissatisfying sexual experience with a person, uh, I'm probably not going to try again unless there's some kind of reason to. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it's like three strikes. Okay. Like it's like baseball. Yeah. And like if we can't make anything happen in three separate attempts on different days, I'm done. Wow. That's... I'm not a surrogate. Right. Like but, I don't have the training for that. Yeah. But I mean, that's an, that bespeaks a high level of patience, I think, as it is. That's, I think it comes from porn sets. Yeah, I bet. Where so, you're like always waiting for the ejaculation. Right. It's like a ton of fun most of the time. And then at the very end, it's time for the guy to ejaculate and like rain semen down in your face. And you have to sit there and like not look like you're twiddling your thumbs. Right. Yeah. Well, satisfaction manifests one way or another, I guess. So let's hear our first question. Oh, the crowdsourced one. Yes. Dear How to Do It. I've dated my boyfriend for a few years, and generally the sex is fantastic, although quite vanilla. He comes from a conservative background and doesn't like talking about sex very much, whereas I grew up with punks and freaks. The other day, someone I hooked up with years ago sexted me, and against my better judgment, I went along with it. It was hot, and we masturbated over FaceTime. I feel a little guilty, I'm not sure if I should, or if I should feel guiltier. I'm not going to meet up with the guy. He just says things that my boyfriend would never say, like put me on my knees and spit in my mouth type of things. How should I feel about this? And is it okay if I engage in this again? Is this cheating? Signed, not IRL. I love the the genre of question that is, is this cheating? Because it's such fascinating intellectual territory to mine. I feel like it comes down to them asking Am I a bad person? Yes. But I do think that there's a whole gray area of behavior. There's actually this movie coming out. Um, it's it's out in some territories, but in America it comes out in 2022 called The Worst Person in the World. It's Norwegian. And it's kind of like a deconstructed rom-com in a way. It's told in chapters. One of the chapters is the principal character meets this guy at a party. They have an instant attraction. They're both partnered. And there's a protracted examination of, like, the gray area of cheating. They smell each other's armpits. They pee in front of each other. Is that cheating? Is that cheating? Is that cheating? And it's just, like, a really cool thing to watch explored on film. Nice. I mean, it's a great movie in general, but that particular part is my absolute favorite. It's an early chapter in the movie. Because this is such rich, discursive territory, we did what we do sometimes with this podcast, and we took to social media to kind of crowdsource answers to run this question by people and see what they think. Does this constitute cheating? And we have a few responses that we would like to highlight. Okay, so this is from Nats. This is somebody who DM'd me on Instagram, and Nats says, Grown. Assuming by this whole thing, this person is supposed to be in a monogamous relationship, really, they are trying to convince themselves that FaceTime masturbating, all caps, with someone else, who they've hooked up with before, no less, isn't cheating. And then there's a cry laughing emoji. 
so this is firmly coming down on the side of like, this is a ridiculous question in the first place. Of course, this is cheating. And most of the responses weren't as scathing as this one. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like people almost entirely came down on, yes, this is cheating. Which I think is a completely fair assessment because this is a situation where it's like, if you have to ask, the answer is probably yes. Yeah. (sighs) You know, we've had questions where people were concerned about it being cheating. Right. And we didn't think it was cheating. Yes. But in this case, it's like, oh, come on, you did an interactive sex thing with someone. It wasn't commercial. Even if it was commercial, like I advocate that people be open with their partners about their professional sex stuff. Right. But like you asked how you should feel. I think you know how you feel. I think that tells you something. If it were that obvious, it would bespeak a conversation that was already had with your partner. And the fact that this conversation hasn't happened indicates that it's probably outside of the purview of your relationship structure. 100%. So we got another one. This is from somebody on Twitter who goes by, give me your drumsticks. Although not what I would consider cheating, it's like rubbing elbows with it. And it could have easily escalated. The writer needs to be honest about what kind of sex life they want with their boyfriend so there's no confusion. Sensible? Very sensible and an exception to say that it's not cheating. But even this exception is very like, yeah, it's like right next door, pretty close to the line. Entering that territory. Yeah. What they say about honesty, if the writer, which it sounds like they are unhappy, right, although quite vanilla... He just says things that my boyfriend would never say. So if you're not satisfied, if you're not fulfilled sexually, then have a conversation, even though the boyfriend's going to be uncomfortable, like give him the opportunity to say, yes, I want to change this to continue being with you. And if you can't make it work, it's time to move on. It's yes. the kind thing. It strikes me that for people who are intimidated or otherwise not interested in consensual non-monogamy that perhaps maybe having a clause in the relationship that would allow this kind of, you know, gray area between cheating and not cheating behavior might be a good solution for everybody. I mean, there's definitely people who are going to say there's no way you can do that or have sex with anybody else or anything like this. But there may also be people that say, well, I do not want you to have physical contact with another person. Actually, masturbating with them on a screen... I'm kind of okay with that. It's worth trying to have that conversation. Yeah, one sentiment that came up was that the cheating is in what the other person is okay with. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to do monogamy and you're not going to have these conversations, you should err on the side of caution. Right. But there is all of this wiggle room where you could say, like, hey, I want to do this thing. You don't want to do it with me. Can I do it with someone else virtually? Right. And preserve our relationship. In fact, it might be what our relationship needs in order to be preserved. And so finally, one last one is from Natalie, also from my Instagram DMs. This is assuming that the writer is a man. Well, how would he feel if his boyfriend went to church with some other guy every Sunday and didn't tell him about it or some other vanilla stuff? 
Just force the guy to get comfortable talking about sex. He might like it. I love the bravura of just force him to get comfortable talking about sex, but also like with an eye towards consent. Right. You don't really want to force, yeah. right? Yeah. You can, well, you can't either. I mean, you can't force somebody to be comfortable. That's a contradiction in terms. Yeah. Forcing someone is not going to make them comfortable. I'm going to make you relax. Yeah, 99 out of 100 times. It's just not going to work that way. I'm getting tense right now thinking about it. <laughs> but I do think that uh, facilitating that kind of conversation really, you know, taking the initiative to go there discursively and see if your partner will follow is good advice. 100%. Yeah. So what's the ultimate verdict? Which of these comments do you think is the soundest? And is this cheating definitively, Judge Stoya? I think it is definitively cheating. The guilt implies to me that the boyfriend would not be okay with it, like between the situation and the feeling of guilt. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yes, it is cheating. I think the talk to your partner sentiment mm-hmm. is the most useful and it it showed up a lot. Yes. I, I guess I would agree it's cheating as well. I don't think it should upend the relationship. I don't think it's that serious. Right. So Megan from your DMs said, I feel like there's a difference between emotional cheating and physical cheating. Mm. FaceTime masturbating is like, God, really? And maybe a 14 to 20 minute argument at best. I agree. That's a good like scale of yeah, this. Right. It's like you did that. Yeah. And like, you know, you can be bummed, but it's not something that's worth like completely exploding a whole multi-year relationship over. Yeah, it's kind of a low level infraction. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, moving on to the next question. Dear How to Do It. My longtime husband and I have had a rich sexual life over many years. We are gay men in an open relationship and are generally able to meet each other's tastes and needs. In the past few years, I have become attracted to water sports, and he has been open to me participating in parties where I can get my needs met. I would love to engage in these activities at some level with him, but he's reluctant. He is not a pee-shy guy, but just can't seem to engage with very mild requests to play with me in this area. I make effort now and then to engage with his attractions that aren't really my thing, like sessions with twink porn, sex toys, and sounding. I would love for him to just give this a try once or twice a year. I know not everything is for everyone, but is it unreasonable to ask him to just pee on me while engaging in sex every once in a while? Signed, Golden Showers. Okay, so I don't think pee is gross. Mm -hmm. I don't actually care whether squirting is pee or not. It's something people do when they're like overwhelmed with erotic joy. Exactly. And and just by the nature of the fascination, it makes it a thing. And if people enjoy that thing, that's fine. Whatever the makeup of the fluid is. But there are people who really think pee is really gross. Yes. And it sounds like the husband might be one of those people. Yes. So it's not quite like 
sounding to water sports equivalency. No, but sounding is uh, like a it's really yeah, yeah. It's like a big thing to draw. It's the, sounding when you're not into it is really like a commitment that kind of <laughs> does buy you at least a little consideration, I think. I agree. I but agree. That said, you're never going to force somebody who's not into pee to like pee, so so sounding is the apparently pleasurable insertion in the urethra of a penis of maybe like a metal bar, you know, small enough that you're not stretching it so much, although I guess that happens too. Generally, it's it's kind of like a, you go in from the outside with a metal bar. So you have to be very careful and sanitary about it. Uh, you want to go not, in straight, right? Yeah, like, this is not like a blowjob where you can just like experiment. Feel your way through. And like, yeah, yeah. This is like a very particular thing. So it requires a lot of attention and effort. Yes. So when our writer is saying like... Yeah, it's like, oh, twink porn, oh, sex toys. But then it's like, whoa, something Sounding. that's like scary for the person doing it. It's a commitment. Yeah. I think in a perfect scenario that isn't looking at one's particular aversions and feelings, you might say, ideally, if this guy could pee on his boyfriend twice a year and get over himself, that would probably be the ideal thing. It's probably asking too much for him to get over himself. You can't force him there. Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, his guy could pee in a jar and give it to him. Mm -hmm. If, like, that would maybe be, like, a functional, like, meet in the middle kind of thing. Yeah. I'm really glad that they're in an open relationship and the husband is supportive of him participating in parties where he can engage in his play. But it's and it's also like kind of sweet in its way that like I like this so much that actually you're giving me this freedom, but I want to experience it with you. Yeah, You know, it's kind of romantic. It is. It is. And, I, you know, peeing on somebody is kind of a low level commitment, you know, but if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Yeah. And you can't make them do it. The thing is that you can extend courtesies to your partner all you want. But that's all on you, and you actually don't get anything in return. You might like consideration. You might like your partner to do the absolute same. But just because you did something for him doesn't entitle you to something from him. Exactly. So it might be unreasonable. I think a follow-up discussion, finding out, like, is it that you're squicked by this? Is it that it isn't functional for you for like some reason is there a way to compromise i think all of that is worth talking about yeah for sure okay that's all for now but we're not done this week on tomorrow's episode just for slate plus members we hear from a letter writer who wonders if everyone else is getting ghosted as much as he is And I really feel like this entitlement and this refusal to engage with your own shittiness to the extent that if someone else points it out to you, they're the bad guy. I think ghosting comes from this inability of people to interface with their own capacity to do other people emotional harm. To hear that discussion, sign up for Slate Plus for just $1 at slate.com slash HTDIPLUS. 
If you're in need of sex advice, you can write to howtodoit at slate.com slash howtodoit. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 347-640-4025 and we may use it on the show. Everything is anonymous and nothing is too weird or embarrassing. Our show is produced by Chow Tu. How to Do It's editor is Jeffrey Bloomer. Our letter readers are Shasha Leonard and Benjamin Frisch. And if you've been loving the show, please rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.